0: Okay. All right, let's go. So we have the intro music.
1: Mm, mm, mm. We have bad skin. We're talking about having bad skin. My skin That's not going to be part of it. Is
0: terrible right now except for my nose. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, do you want to... I'll, I'll go first. I'm Ellen. And
1: I'm Hannah. <laughs> and this, this is, is Pretty zitty. Zitty.
0: Um, So today we're talking to an amazing goddess of a woman. She's super pretty inside and out. Every
1: part of her. Yeah, there was a moment during this interview where Ellen just leaned in, looked her square in the eye, and asked her... Are you wearing any makeup? Because <laughs> her skin is <laughs> freaking flawless. She wasn't, was she? And she—I don't think. Well, maybe I a don't think bit. she was. I don't know. She wasn't in the moment. She uses makeup, but she wasn't in the moment.
0: Yeah, wearing any. We were so we talked to her before quarantine happened. Um, yeah. So we talked to her probably about a week before everything shut down. Maybe two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds right. And she was great. It was a beautiful night too when we left her house. We felt really great. Um, one thing that we talked about a lot with her, well, I guess we should introduce her. Her name, so we talked to a beautiful woman. Her name is Ann Shatted. Um, she's super, super cool. She is a health coach and an integrative wellness clinic manager based in Chicago um,
1: in the Wicker Park area, if you want to hit her up. Um, and we actually had so much. To discuss with her and she was such a wealth of knowledge that this is gonna be a two-parter. Yeah. Because Anne was amazing.
0: Yeah, she was super open with us and she was like, we asked her so many questions and she never got tired. She wanted more questions.
1: And you know, she was so vulnerable too because I think like she has great skin, so it would be easy for her to just talk about all the great ways that she maintains that, which is what she did, but she also opened up about you know her personal struggles with issues that are not acne but i think could be relevant for a lot of people yeah um and just like struggling for years and that feeling of not having an answer for it mm-hmm. um and struggling with that so she was super super generous to open up about that
0: okay so let's we have talked a lot about this yeah. let's go into our conversation with ann yeah
1: Okay. So this is just going to be very intimate. So I will be passing the mic between us. Um, So maybe just to get levels, can I get you to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Anne I am a
2: health coach and I also manage an integrative wellness clinic in Chicago, Illinois.
1: I guess we're curious, like what's your origin story, I guess, for getting into this line of work and Was there like a moment where you were like, yeah, I think that's what I want to do?
2: Yeah. So I started in like corporate, more like big business, I guess. Um, I worked for AIG and um, after so many years discovered I was very stressed and not totally myself. So I was always into health. Like I worked for Accent Health at AIG. I, growing up, was always into health. But found myself in a really dark place in that corporate life. So I was like, I have to make a career change. Um, My aunt is a functional medicine doctor in Peoria, Illinois. I worked with her a lot end of high school and then like throughout college with my gut health. It was pretty out of whack just with uh, my lifestyle at the time. And she helped me get back on track. And at that point, I really didn't realize you could use food and certain nutrients to shift your health totally. A year and a half before I left AIG, I got certified as a health coach. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And, you know, probably a year before that was like, I'm going to figure out what I want to do. Definitely wants to be health related, but I'm not going to go to medical school. Um, At this point, and restart everything. So got certified through the Institute. And then, yeah, I just started coaching about a year, like in my last year of corporate life, and then went on my own for about two and a half years or so. And then um, started working at the integrative wellness clinic I'm currently at.
0: So when you were talking to your aunt about like internal struggles that you were facing, what are that, like you went to her to like talk about to kind of fix your inner health, your gut health, what symptoms were you noticing in yourself that were different?
2: I was always bloated, and I could never figure out why. Um, I did have skin issues, but um, throughout high school, I was on tetracycline and minocycline, and which I later found out was just awful and very detrimental to gut health. But Can again, you tell us that what that
1: those happened. are, actually, just real quick? Yes.
2: Yeah. So those are both different two different antibiotics that are actually used to... Well, antibiotics pretty much wipe out all the bacteria in your gut and but yeah so they are two different antibiotics that are have been tested to help with skin care. So your dermatologist would potentially recommend them.
0: I yes. was
1: I was actually prescribed uh, both of them in oh, me too, too. Yeah. yeah yeah totally I feel like that's like a yeah. go-to it is. and it sounds like from what you're saying like that might not always be great for your gut health. As Correct. a result, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because if it's killing all the bacteria, maybe some good stuff is getting killed too. Yes. Yeah. Good and bad.
2: Um, and you want a good balance of both. And figuring out what's going on in the gut is like the
1: roots to figure out what is happening on your skin because there is that deep connection. Right. So instead of like treating a symptom of it, you're like what is actually causing this mm-hmm. like at a root level. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time if there's inflammation going on in the gut, you'll see
2: it in your face first. Like, our skin is our largest organ period, but it also is where most things want to get out. That's the easiest way for things to get out of the body is through our
1: skin. So, like, what ways would you see, like, that gut disruption on someone's skin? What are some examples of that?
2: Different types of acne. It could even be, you know, the bumps all the way to more of, like, the blemish that's a Big, yeah. <laughs> bigger, bigger uh, than like, kinda, like we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Even like t- to redness or dryness, as you yeah. were saying. Yeah, uneven patchiness. It could be you know scalp to kind of like I mean all over head to toe really.
0: But yeah, on the face, it's more of blemish, acne, yeah, bumps. Wow. So then, like. We did a lot of research about this, and mm-hmm. I we talked also a little bit about how you said this is all just, like, the tip of the iceberg because there's so much out there about your gut. What is, like, a really good summary about gut health and what it is and then, like, the microbiome as well? Like, I've heard that. We heard a lot of that in our research, and I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, so maybe we can, like, go through some of that, like, mm-hmm. vocabulary, I guess, and, yeah. like, just get an understanding of what it all means. Sure.
2: So gut health first, I mean, that's a very broad term. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most people probably think of digestion. And yes, that is a very important part. But I look at gut health as more like your overall body health and your gut being where that stems. So it being the actual like roots to the body. That is like every area of your body really has a microbiome. So there's a skin microbiome. There's essentially a brain microbiome. It is like a conglomerate of organisms. So like bacteria, fungus, parasites, viruses, all that, which we all have currently. We just want a good balance of all of them. That imbalance is where poor gut health would come into play. So maybe you have a parasite that's not supposed to be there. Like we do all have parasites right now, which is some people don't. I mean, like it's mainly looked at as a bad thing, but it is actually good to have certain parasites in our gut, certain bad bacteria, certain good, certain viruses, things like that, just to help us, help our immune system. They do protect our immune system, especially the good bacteria. So that's why we want to focus on, like, the probiotics piece, which is good bacteria.
1: And a microbe is
2: essentially, like, what each one of those individually
1: that's reassuring. We both like made faces when you said parasite, but I'm really glad to hear that. I like,
0: also was thinking I was going to make a joke because um, Bong Joon Ho is really going to like this episode because we're talking about parasites a lot. He's going to yeah. be our next fan, and then he's going to have two icons of us kissing each other instead of the two Oscars. Did you guys see that picture? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he made his Oscars kiss yeah. each other. It was so cute, oh actually. My gosh, um, that was he a is great so Alan cute.
2: Thing. He's adorable. He's probably I love still cute drinking. He's probably still like partying.
0: <laughs> he should. He, he deserves should it. What I want him to do, what I want Bong Jun Ho to do uh-huh. is give get his little Oscars little wigs of his haircut. And I just think that would be really cute. He does have like a very distinct
1: like shag almost. Very I would distinct. Say. Watch yeah. out, Joan Jet. Um
0: for sure. <laughs> so nice. But so then you were talking about there's good bacteria that we're supposed to have. What do you mean by that? Like, how do you? How can we tell? Does it need food? Like, what is that?
1: So, <laughs> how do we take care of it? Maybe, yeah.
0: Is the how question? do we take care yeah. of what we're supposed yeah. to keep?
2: Good bacteria. We we grow our immune system from the womb. So essentially, we are if we're born through like the vaginal canal, we swallow our mother's bacteria. That's how it starts. And then from there, they feed off each other. They feed off what you're eating, and then they grow colonies in your body. So to take care of that good i mean healthy whole real foods um other like other types of supplements like probiotics are good as well um that's like a very loaded question. Is there, <laughs> Is there, in terms of like, in, of
0: yeah, I know that's a, like a big one. In terms of probiotics, I know Hannah and I have both like dabbled with taking probiotic supplements Do They And some people say that they don't work. Some people say that they do. You just have to stick with them for a certain amount of time. Do supplements really like actually replace real foods or do they really actually help with all of that stuff? I mean, it just depends. So I always say you should get your
2: blood levels checked to see where you need to supplement your your body or what's going on. Say you're low in vitamin D. I would recommend a supplement for that. I think most doctors would. Um, it just depends. Like on what I would say, supplements work if if they're needed. Um, otherwise, if if they're not needed, you may just be essentially disposing of them as you're consuming them. In addition, um high quality supplements are very important. um, it is an unregulated market. so in that regard, if you have other additives in these supplements that you don't know are there, that could i guess cross with the absorption of them anyway and um, be actually more detrimental than healthy. yeah, supplements are are interesting. I think you definitely need to be like recommended to you by a
1: physician that, you know, knows what they're talking about in regards to these. Yeah. I've definitely been prescribed vitamin D because it is yeah. so dark in Chicago. Like, yeah. my blood levels were so low. Is that low. the
0: sunny vitamin? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Can we yeah.
0: talk about prebiotics
1: really quickly? And then yeah, because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like that's something I'm just starting to see. Like, mm-hmm. also, is it possible to turn that noise Jim, off? Can you oh. silence your computer? Is that me? Oh, no, that's me. Oh, no, shit.
0: No, me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I left my phone on. I left my phone on so you guys went. Oh, just in case yeah. you heard us coming. That makes a that's lot of really sense. That's really nice. I'm so sorry, Jim. <laughs> I'm, <freaking> I'm such <laughs> a dick. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is definitely making it in the podcast. Yeah, this is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is going
0: to be the intro, actually, Um, just so everybody knows.
1: Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to open this can real quick. Okay. Hurry. Ooh.
0: Oh, that's a good sound. Miller Lite, right?
1: Prebiotic. Miller
0: Lite? Is
1: that a prebiotic? <laughs> Is
0: it a prebiotic? Is beer a prebiotic?
1: <laughs>
0: no. Okay. Jim's shaking his head No. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah. So, there's, like, we've heard a lot of, like, prebiotics versus probiotics. And, yeah. to be honest with you, I thought they were the same thing, even though they clearly are two different words. Um, <laughs> so... What is the actual difference?
2: So, an easy way to think of it is the prebiotics are food for the probiotics. So, prebiotics are um, sort of like it's a fiber. It's a it's a fiber that the that probiotics eat. So, good bacteria, beneficial bacteria, eat to produce more. Essentially, like bacteria give off waste, just like we do. So beneficial bacteria, when they do give off waste, it's usually in the form of like vitamin B, maybe some zinc, like certain vitamins and minerals. Whereas like bad bacteria, when they give off their waste, that's in the form of like certain toxins in the body. So um, prebiotics are more like, um, and most highly in these foods in the raw state, but asparagus, um, like Jerusalem artichokes, um, some fruits, like some berries have some prebiotic fiber in them, um, like onions, garlic. Um, there's some really common ones that we – You can get a lot of prebiotics. Yeah, those are things that we like.
0: Mm -hmm. So I love onions and garlic. If I could be, that's
1: how everything I cook starts. And every time I start doing that, like I feel like one of my roommates is like, "What is that? It smells amazing! It's just onions and garlic.
0: It's just prebiotics."
1: Yeah, I'm just cooking up some prebiotics. Just
0: food for me and my gut. Just so everybody knows. But yeah, (laughs) okay, sorry. So that's prebiotics, Mm -hmm. and then probiotics. That is the good
1: bacteria. That's like
0: yeah, good yeah. So that's like beneficial bacteria.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And where can you find those bacteria and other foods? Like what foods and everything like that?
2: So bacteria fermented foods, which are different than yeast fermented foods. So like bacteria fermented foods are going to be your easiest way to get the the good um, bacteria in. So that's like um, raw. Sauerkraut, So it's not the sauerkraut you may find on your shelf that's in like the canned goods section. It's actually in the refrigerator. Same with the kimchi. So it's a different process that's done where it's not um, pasteurized, so it's not heated up. So it actually keeps that those live cultures um, in the foods. So um, fermented sauerkraut, kimchi, those are some really easy ones. Some miso, but it has to be aged six months or longer to really start to have that beneficial bacteria show up and then um, – Kind of thrive if you the, if you cook miso, does the bacteria go away? Yeah. So if you cook any of those foods that I just mentioned, the beneficial bacteria will m- most likely um, burn out. But I mean, heating them up a bit, you still might get a little bit. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that say replace a probiotic. Like if you were needing a probiotic in your life. Um, but there's also like yeast fermented foods, which that's like your kombucha, which um, for some people who have like, say, for instance, like a yeast overgrowth, and that may be like an imbalance for them, it's not necessarily good. So that may not be giving them the beneficial bacteria that they think they're getting from that by consuming that. And also the, the amount that those, like the kombucha bottles that we see a lot today, um, that's, a, that's a lot. So a serving is like a shot glass. And that's where you can get, like, the most benefit. Whereas a lot of times if you overdo
1: it, you're getting too much sugar and too much yeast. That's fascinating. I had no idea that a serving size was, like, a shot of it. That's nothing. A serving – so a serving
0: size of probiotics is a shot glass of, like, the GTS kombucha. Well,
2: for – I would – depending how many – how much probiotics you need based on what's going on with you. For – Kombucha itself, being what it is, um, how it's fermented, the sh- ad- added sugars, things like that—you really only need a shot to get some the good benefits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I make it myself, I really love kombucha, so like this yeah, is Ellen like does. this <laughs> is my go-to. And when I am hungover and I drink a kombucha, I'm like, I am good. I have done a good job with my body. I'm, you know, I'm compounding and working against all the crap I just did to myself the night before. Whoo! So. Should I make can I make it myself? And there's a lot of sugar in it. That's
1: why I always get worried about kombucha.
0: Yeah, but it might be okay for you.
1: Like you if you if it
2: works for you and you don't say have, for instance, a yeast issue and you're getting benefit from it, you're feeling good. How I wouldn't say sad. How can I tell
0: that I have a yeast issue or not? (laughs) That
2: Most of the time would be like diagnosed from your doctor. So your gynecologist, a functional medicine doctor.
0: Okay. You good? Um <laughs> Dr. Helton in North Carolina. I'll be seeing you very soon. Um just so I can get a get a read on this. Uh, because I love kombucha and I do feel like I have a yeast problem then. So I feel like I need to be eating oh, I do not like
1: sauerkraut at all. Do you eat sauerkraut, Hannah? No. I okay, so when when I heard the like, I don't know, I feel like gut stuff got really trendy. And like fermented foods kind of went along with that, like maybe a couple years ago at this mm-hmm. point. And as soon as I found out, I was like, "Oh, eating fermented foods can help my skin." I like bought like so many jars of kimchi. I don't. I didn't go sauerkraut for some reason. I went kim, like mm-hmm. the kimchi route. Yeah. Um. And I was just like eating it all the time. And like looking back, I don't think it really helped. But I really started to like kimchi. Really? Yeah. Okay. So
0: I can't mm-hmm. get into any of it, and I have force fed myself spoonfuls of sauerkraut and miso paste, like, aged miso paste. And I just don't like the flavor. And so I never stick with it more than a week. And I've heard that it – how long does it take? So if I, like, go on this crazy sauerkraut diet again –
1: Which maybe you shouldn't. I think
0: I just need to make it myself. (laughs) I think I need to make it myself, and then I'll like it more. Because if I make it myself, then I feel like it tastes better. Our friend Lee actually – loves sauerkraut and loves fermented foods, I feel like she probably has a sauerkraut recipe that I could ask her for. You probably have one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely do. Okay. So I'm going to ask for that for sure. And I'm going to make sure that everybody gets it because that sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, But I'm just thinking about the last time I ate sauerkraut. It was so (laughs) traumatizing.
1: Thanks for listening to Pretty Zitty. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at pretty-zitty. Please. We need you. Oh, please do it. We have great content on there. Ellen's been cooking up We've been up some... cooking up the sauce.
0: I don't know if you guys know what that is. We've been cooking. But we've been <laughs> yeah. cooking it up. I cook like a
1: professor. Anyway. It's simmering as we speak. Um, so original music by Blade 2. And check back soon for that part 2 that we mentioned up top. Um, We're going to continue our conversation with Anne Shatted, and we're going to talk about how inflammatory our lifestyles are. Yeah, we have some very inflammatory
0: lifestyles, and we
1: are looking (laughs) to change them (laughs) whenever it's
0: convenient for
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not sure it's been convenient yet, so we'll see. Just waiting for that day that I'll, uh, I'll go out and buy some kimchi. Cool. All right. Thanks, you guys. We love you.
0: This concludes our pimple cast. Oh, my gosh. Hannah really wants to use that. I'm not with the pimple
1: cast. <laughs> Just, the first time I said it, you actually had I no d- reaction. I didn't have a single There reaction. was a long pause. No reaction
0: at all, actually. I still don't have a reaction. Okay, that's fine. But. All right. Thanks. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.